Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Last Page Bookcast. I'm one of your four hosts, George, and I just want to give a special announcement about the direction of the podcast going forward. Um, This was meant to be a book club-like podcast, and that initial theme will still be front and center going forward. But we've decided to do some uh, restructuring regarding how we present episodes and what we discuss uh, regarding each episode. So uh, our original format was we pick a book at the start of the month and we uh, read up to a certain point with that book, review and record based on our feelings about that you know segment. And we do this like you know tw- two times or three times until the end of the book. But the problem with this is because we're all adults and because we have a lot of stuff going on, it's a lot more difficult to coordinate uh, for people uh, reading a book, you know, over the course of a month and uh, find time to record and like actually release episodes in a timely manner. So going forward, we will still be reviewing a book every month, but we will be announcing what book we're reading and you can read along with us um we'll give you an update we- a weekly update a short weekly update about where we are in the book and but we won't do a full review of said book until the last week of of, of said month for like for example so in january you know the first we make a announcement that here we're going to be reading let's say catcher in the rye right uh, we won't actually review that book until uh, the last week of January to give everyone time, ample time to read the book at their own pace and consume it at their own pace and kind of digest it and kind of write down and think about what they want to talk about and stuff like that. It gives you guys time too to, you know, read the book at, at a pace, you know, at a decent pace, because I don't, I don't think it should take longer than a month to work through a book. Um, it gives everyone time to consume it and we can just really put all of our thoughts in to one decent sized, uh, book review at the end of the month. But in the meantime, the content that will fill those gaps will be more traditional content in the form of like just basic literary topics, like whether or not, uh, uh, print is better than ebooks, or whether or not kids are reading less or reading more, whether or not cursive is uh, something that's useful or not. Um, and just going forward, I mean, we'll have different things like interviews with authors of these books, um, and we'll also have these challenges for each other. Like, um, we're going to try to make Kyle, aka Rando, we're going to try to make him read uh, some really really crappy romance novels i have a (laughs) i have a two dollar cowboy book a cowboy romance book that i found uh (laughs) at a swap meet that i I think he would enjoy very much and i mean things like that um to kind of just give the podcast a little bit more variety and a little bit more spice um and that's just our plan going forward um and if you guys have any suggestions or criticisms or thoughts uh feel free to let us know uh we're on instagram we also have uh, a facebook presence so just let us know there 
but going forward, this is our plan, and we're going to start um, pretty much right on next December. Uh, this this December, actually. So, uh, with that said, uh, please enjoy the episode we have prepared for you. It was a conversation uh, that me and Kyle had, that Kyle and I had, um, and I really feel like, you know, what we talked about was pretty important, you know, <laughs> um, and I really hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you guys enjoy the content that we are able to produce for you going forward. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening so much. And you all have a safe, safe Thanksgiving out there. Uh, welcome to the Last Page Bookcast. Uh, this is George and Kyle. Uh, Carol is sick. And uh, Jenny, she's busy with work. So it's just us two. We're not going to be talking about any books or anything like that. Well, we might touch on uh, some random books. But uh, honestly, uh I had a topic in mind, but it was a little bit too short-sighted because, honestly, um, it's not really too... In my opinion, it's not that huge of a debate, uh, but uh, we, we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about a, a couple other things like going down the line, but uh, the first thing I did want to touch on that we had talked about before a little bit, Kyle, was um, just ebooks, audiobooks, and uh, print books like we had, we had mentioned before uh on the previous recording uh because we're doing this over is that you and i both have a preference for uh physical books right oh yeah absolutely and, and, and what's what's your reason for that I, I like that it engages more than one sense it it you know sight obviously the primary but You've also got the sense of touch, you know, holding the book and all that. And you've also got a little bit of hearing as you, you know, turn the page, you hear that. So you're, you're engaging a little more. I'd say even, I, I'd say it even, um, uh, it even stimulates the sense, uh, it, it even stimulates uh, your sense of smell too, to a degree. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Both have a smell. Yeah. Cause like, it's, it's weird because it's like, you know, just, uh, old books you know they kind of smell they, they have a they have a pungent smell to them but it kind of smells like just a bunch of history and just like a bunch of like you know time and um, associated with it whereas new books you know they kind of have like a new car like smell and oh, yeah. it's just like you're, you're when you're rifling through the page it's kind of like you're just really breaking it in but no and I think uh, too um, <laughs> there, there's something to be said about uh, books uh, being physical because it's, it's like you can pass down a book, you know, like an heirloom of, of, of some sorts. You know, I mean, I've I've seen uh, generations of parents read the same children's book that they were read to by their parents, you know, to their kids, and um, yeah, that there's a lot of sentimental value to be had from that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, we talked a little earlier. Uh, at one point, I had over two thousand, and uh, a big part of that. I mean, I wanted to hang on to them, but I also was hoping my kids would read them. It was kind of a vain hope, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it, but yeah, yeah, definitely hung on to them for that. That was one of the reasons. Another one, you just can't let them go because they're books, and I don't know why, but yeah, I think everybody that reads understands it. 
No, yeah, yeah. Like I said before, um, it, it feels a little bit sacrilegious to throw away a book, you know, or oh, even, yeah. you know, not just throw it away, but like give it away or like, you know, just just discard it in any sense, you know, because it's kind of like you're surrendering the knowledge that that book had. And it can be a book that <laughs> like, you didn't like or whatever. It's just, but it, it just feels like, you know, this belongs on a shelf somewhere, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, to go off on just a, a very small tangent, I'm really kind of digging no girls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of no girls, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Carol was sick, and I'm gonna use "sick" with quotation marks. Yeah, no kidding. I think, uh, I, I think Carol actually, and you know, I think Carol because we're supposed to read these books by a certain time. I think Carol was too busy fucking around eating Halloween candy, right? And <laughs> didn't That's read right. her own book. And I hope you listen to this, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> So she made up some shit about oh man I'm she's, sick. Yeah, from all the Snickers down. that you ate. Right. You're sick from all the uh honey buns or whatever the hell they hand out to kids. <laughs> and she was in a sugar coma and couldn't get it done. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but uh, uh yeah, she, Carol is sick and like we do hope that you know she gets well. Uh Jenny uh, is busy working. Um but yeah, it is nice not having, you know, not hearing any squawking, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna get canceled yeah, for that. Yeah, I'm you're sorry. Get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have to do a girls one so they can rip on us. Hey, I don't hey, I'm all for it. I mean it's, Oh it's, yeah, it'd be fun. It's fair game, uh, but no, nah, uh, they, they were busy, and like uh, Carol's sick, uh, Jenny's busy. But uh, no, it, it, it's, it's nice just to have, like, you know, kind of just um, a more, <laughs> a more like, I don't want to like say the more like blunt perspective. Because, uh, like, uh, cause, like, when I talk talking to you, Kyle, like, you're, you're kind of like really straight to the point, you know, and, uh, it's like there's not like a whole lot of uh there's like a whole lot of dancing around things with you so like i i I, so i actually had like a couple like questions for you in regards to like where modern literature is and like you know what was your opinions on it um like if if like if what is like one of the biggest trends in modern literature that you've seen that you feel is problematic Oh wow, you're getting deep. Uh, one of the things that I that I see that I don't love is the copycat. Um, music does the same thing, and we can mm. go off on a whole another thing on that. But it, it goes down to, you know, what hairspray were you, did you have in your hair when you wrote your bestseller? And and I think some of these. Uh, some of these bigger authors will kind of set a tone or set a a way of writing. Uh, you know, how many King copycats are there? How many Robert Jordan copycats are there? How many Tolkien copycats are there? Uh, you know, Dan Brown. Um, yeah. And I don't know that any of these people are doing them worse. It's just it, 
it seems a lot like a retread. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that, that I'm noticing. Somebody that, that really throws out something original, super, just really gets me interested, gets me jazzed. Uh, and since we've started this, I have read a couple more like indie authors, I guess, or maybe just not as much mainstream. And I'm finding mm. those books to be a little more interesting because they're they're going in different directions. So that I'm liking. Um, but yeah, as far as problems, I, yeah, copycats definitely one of the the worst. Okay, yeah, and I would agree with that sentiment. Um, because uh, I, I've noticed like this trend of like. Um, particularly in adult fiction of every, like you, you mentioned, like everybody's trying to copy some other author's style. And uh, I feel like one of the big ones right now is uh, there, a lot of people are trying to replicate, trying to be the next Gone Girl when it comes to crime dramas. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, because <laughs> and like Gone Girl already, I thought, had a pretty convoluted story and already it was already like having me suspend my disbelief quite a bit to really go along with it and it's just like it, you, you see this this desire to have it not only become like the next gone girl in the sense that you know it's this book phenomenon it becomes this uh movie phenomenon too and um i i think i see a lot of writers writing hoping with in the back of their minds that their book gets like adapted into a film even if oh, it's like I don't a think Netflix. it's in the back of their minds <laughs> right out there no no no, no you're, 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 you're right that's correct it's right there at the forefront of them like okay this is gonna get a netflix adaptation <laughs> it's just yeah. like <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and honestly it's it's entirely possible that you know the because again it's just I mean that's been a, that's just been a thing for the longest in like Hollywood is that you know it's just easier to convert a book into a screenplay and call it a day. It, it gets a lot easier when you strip away a lot of the nuance and a lot of the complexity that only comes with a book, and you leave it with this book that's pretty much like a, a screenplay in in disguise. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and it's just like <laughs> it's just like you know then it's like you have two avenues of income because you know people that read the book they're gonna go watch the movie and people that watch the movie are gonna go buy the book and mm-hmm. it's just like they're feeding into each other that's always been the double rep revenue like you know thing that you know they, they've liked to do um but uh and like again it's just like i'm just asking like about these trends because it's just like it's it's, it's um writing like uh book sales have been down for like the past couple years they've seen an uptick you know of course with coronavirus you know everybody pretending that you know they're introverted (laughs) uh oh yeah this is gonna be a mini tangent but i love fake introverts uh fake introverts are like the most hilarious people on the planet because it's just like i've seen some of my friends i i know for a fact that they club hop and you know they it's like and it's, it's that's fine it's fine to be an extrovert but i'm just like when was the last book you read you know 
Right. And it's just like it's like, please, like, tell me when was the last book you read that wasn't mandated by school? <laughs> you know? It's like Green Eggs and Ham. I read it just <laughs> right. It's just like you know, well, I read Twilight back in 2010. It's like no, it's like <laughs> right. Uh, no, uh, it's like uh, with, with these trends, uh, even with like young adult fiction, I noticed there's always this goal to be the next Hunger Games or this goal to be the next. There's always been a goal to be the next Harry Potter, but a goal to be even even if, if even if it can be the next Twilight, I feel like uh, these young adult novels will take that. So you have these, you know, very bland female protagonists that are extremely important for some reason despite not you know having any type of skills or any type of things particularly interesting about them and then you know there's these two really attractive guys that love that that both love her and it's a love triangle and it's just like uh you throw a bit of post-apocalyptic you know (laughs) uh, stuff in there and it's like you have a bestseller all of a sudden you know well i think that's what made harry potter and and twilight both of them go so well i don't think either one of them were looking for anything like that and that's I mean, true and like you know, with all my criticisms with twilight twilight it was just meyer writing what she thought was a good love story you know right um and it's like after that you seem like a bunch of copycats of twilight that are Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, worse than Twilight, and uh, no, yeah, you know that's a good point. Like, it, like, for, like for all intents and purposes, I mean, it, she did, you know, felt like she was writing an original story, you know, and and uh, it, there wasn't any real intent to like make it this huge blockbuster film or anything like that. Um, I think when I think, uh, like, you know, I, I don't think. Stephanie Meyer is the best writer per se, but I think she's I think she's a pretty humble person. Um, she wrote about how on uh, her blog about how she got rejected a lot of times uh, from um, literary agents and how, how the process was very discouraging oh, yeah, I, and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I would it, think that would no, be no. rejected, and, and and I don't mean this badly. <laughs> I think it would be rejected just because it's a it, it definitely was a YA title and she was going in a a trope that a lot of people fall into but I think those people weren't recognizing that she had not necessarily an original twist but a fun twist right and she did it well where you know some of these copy you know that were calling them copycasts but um, they don't do it as well. I mean, there's where what put her over the top. She did something fun and did it well. She didn't write the next great American novel, but she did write the next fun American novel. And I think that's what people are responding to. I mean, Harry Potter, I mean, I don't know if you've read all those books. Uh, that first book, while fun, wasn't great. She became world's better at her craft as she went which i mean we all do as we do you know repetition over the years you get better at but i mean that last book was fantastic compared to the first but she had you know there was a fun a real fun element you could tell she was having a good time 
you could read it in the pages. And I think that transcends a lot of things. Yeah. And where somebody that's going to, oh, I'm going to kind of do the same sort of thing as J.K. Rowling. Well, you're not writing fun anymore, bud. You're just (laughs) kind of copying and you're not doing it well. You're not doing it well. You're not doing it fun. So where's the appeal? Right. No, I think think that's the biggest trend that is uh, concerning is that people are writing with the intent of this blowing up you know it's like, of course I, if you write something everybody would love for their book to be popular and like stuff like that it's like, but it's like the story isn't coming first the characters aren't coming first it's the overall where does this book land me uh is it's, it's yes, how, can it be optioned yeah exactly it's like is it marketable and, like, you know, and unfortunately i feel like the publishing industry doesn't help because you know I've, I've read blogs of literary agents and stuff like that and they're just like yeah i've seen some beautiful writing and like you know amazing writing but i couldn't take it on because you know i, I, I who am i going to sell it to and i'm sure. just like this is exactly you know why you get this is why the industry gets stifled be, you know and the craft gets stifled is because you don't have many literary agents out there willing to take a chance on you know these projects that may not necessarily have a genre that they fit into or necessarily you know would be extremely popular or profitable but you know you know that they would resonate with you know a good amount of people you know and that you know they would be you know they get some type of acclaim and like this serves some type of purpose beyond just being the next you know uh cooler you know a water cooler you know talk or whatever and i don't know it's um that's 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 to be expected though because you know the the publishing industry is just like any other industry you know it's it's there to make money like you can't fault a company for wanting to make money uh but at the same time you know it's i think that's that contributes to how people just aren't as interested in reading uh, like they used to be like I, I think I think one people don't have the real patience to read like they used to and I think there hasn't been that great American novel where it's just like this book can like literally tonally shift a national conversation about something or you know just resonate so much that it's like an instant classic or what have you i don't think we've had that type of book for you know the past few decades i could be wrong i mean i know there's some people that will make arguments for certain books but uh i don't i don't think we've had that in a long long time no i i agree um to the extent of uh yeah I lost my train of thought I'm sorry um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on either Jen or Carol I haven't decided it's yet. Carol with her witch magic yes 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 <laughs> um yeah I I think there needs to be some sort of a push with books or somebody to do something 
original. And I, I, I have no idea what that could be. Um, audiobooks was a good one. Mm. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan, but that was a pretty good one. There are a lot of people that listen to audiobooks. Um, but uh, maybe if there were some sort of a site where you could well, get them differently or, I think- or something, I, I, but I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think because everything is going so digital now. But see, that's the thing is that, you know, and we talked about this a little bit off of the record is that, you know, I know this isn't going to really be about literature, but I think it, as it pertains to literature, and I don't, I hate to say this, and I say it as a person that loves reading and that I, you know, uh, <laughs> I enjoy everything about reading. I mean, I used to, I, I think I first started reading when I was, like, I was three years old and like literally I would get in trouble with the library all the time because I would want to check out way more books than I was allowed to. But that said, like kids nowadays, like in comparison to what they have available, I just don't think reading lives up to the stimulation that they that they're used to. Because if you look at video games, like you know, these these games where it's just like they're so interactive that you can have VR headsets with some of them or there's these loops of you collecting things and leveling up and stuff like that. It's you're playing with your friends online and you're talking to them on a headset and then there's TikTok and you're watching these very short but very stimulating videos. Like go on TikTok and when you're on TikTok and you're swiping it's usually someone yelling or being loud to get your attention. Like every TikTok, hey, what's going on? It's like, it's like hey, look at this, look at this, I'm making this. It's like, it's, 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 it's designed to stimulate you and grab your attention. And same thing with YouTube, same thing you know, with uh, Netflix. You go on Netflix, there's all these very well-crafted uh thumbnails and these well-crafted uh movie posters and movie uh thumbnails that are designed to get you to click on them and designed to stimulate you you hover on them there's like a preview of the movie that you're looking at i mean on your phone on social media there's ads all over the place trying to get you to buy this or do that and do this there's messages from your friends and it's just like i just think reading just can't it can't keep up like just the idea of like sitting down and reading a book in silence right well just you and yourself you in the book and you and your thoughts and you and the words and that's it there's no there's no constant stimulation there's no other thumbnails in the corner trying to get your attention there's you know no ability to skip forward through the video unless you're gonna rifle through the pages and you know why would you do that i mean it's just it's you working through each paragraph each word and consuming it and i like personally i think reading comprehension is at an all-time fucking low i think like yeah, i think well, you can yeah. i think you i think you can tell just on based on like how people write on social media it's like everybody is literate but they're not they're, they're not uh very grammatically you know 
keen or like very. Oh, no, they can't spell. No one can spell. And and, and, and it's like again, and everything's in an abbreviation. Everything is. Yeah, yeah. and then it's, and then it's and then people just have poor reading comprehension to where uh, it's they read something and they interpret it the wrong way. Yeah, it's just like so oh. it's or it's it, they they. They like confuse words that are being used, you know, for other, you know, for other meanings and stuff like that. So it's just like, I, I think that has a lot to do with why reading just it's hard for it to keep up, at least in the traditional book form, like in the traditional novel that as we know it, like, you know, you sit there and you read it from beginning to end, and you read all these chapters how does that compare to me running around in this virtual world like Grand Theft Auto where I have a cell phone and I have internet and I can fly jet planes and like you know shoot missiles and stuff like that and it's just like it's like how does that compare with all the other stimulation that's out there you know sure well at the end there's not a there's not a lot of thinking that goes on in that yeah and not trying to belittle anybody or anything like that. oh no 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 not, not at all but it's there's not a lot of thinking and if you are reading you're reading a dumbed down word um you're you know our, our language is shrinking i mean look at one of the the books that we read as a group it hasn't been we haven't done a podcast about it but uh the house in the cerulean sea no all the people that listen to us know what cerulean is but if i walk outside and say that word people are gonna look at me like what language is this you know the word for us and all of you listening words paint a picture what actually that's what's cool about them What's fascinating is that as you said that, and I'm, I'm looking it up right now, and a lot of these are just headlines, you know, but they're from places like National Geographic and, um, you know, uh, various other sources uh, like Britannica and stuff like that. Uh, it, it, it's like you mentioned, like, you know, how our language is shrinking, and that reminds me of like how in 1984, you know, that was one of the jobs of you know <laughs> oh yeah uh, the characters yeah. was to you know destroy words you know because words you know if you're able to have like a lot of words and you're better able to articulate yourself you're better able to communicate and therefore you're better able to you know connect with people but if you don't have that then it's a lot harder for groups to you know unify and like you know people to express ideas and stuff like that right. the beauty of like our language is that there's so many words out there that you can use you know to express yourself you know in your own unique way you know and the less the the less words that we have to work with because people are like like you said you know it's like that word like you know cerulean it's just like it, no, it sounds it sounds pretty. People are like, "Oh, that sounds pretty." That's what that's what I think most people would say if they heard that word. If they're not going to know what it means, right? They're just going to know, "Oh, that sounds like you know." <laughs> and it's like it, it's like again, not to belittle anyone. It's just that's the route that we're taking. Is that everything is becoming so 
uh, for lack of better you know terminology, so dumbed down, you know, that it's it's scary because it's just like I've seen them give examples of uh, what you know uh, middle schoolers in the past used to the type of language that they used to know and how they used to know how like uh, to write cursive and stuff like that and a lot of that stuff is dying you know um, oh yeah it's like I, I only know cursive to write my name <laughs> you know right, right. Uh, and it's like it, it's like uh, you, and like uh, my uh, younger brother he's 15 he, he's never had the opportunity to even learn cursive it was just completely just removed from the curriculum because I guess it was frustrating too many kids or frustrating too many parents or whatever whatever the reason it, it was just removed you know yeah uh, yeah I don't I understand the people that you know there there's a faction that say you know what a travesty we're going to have a generation soon they can't read the declaration of independence and then you've got the other faction that laughs and said, you know, we'll download it and it'll our computer will say it to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my only issue with with that is I love that so much information is readily available like that via computer. Yeah. You don't know it. And I think, you know, they say knowledge is power. Well, knowing how to get knowledge isn't that powerful because, you know, you've got a seven-year-old kid that can do that, can find the thumbnail or, you know, whatever the hell it is that you look for on a computer to find whatever. Yeah. But it's another to know to be able to talk intelligently about. I don't need the computer to to talk to you about, you know, the book 1984. I don't need a computer. I don't need a synopsis. I don't need anything. I know. Yeah. yeah. I don't need a computer to talk to you about the 1984 El Camino I've got sitting out in the driveway. I know <laughs> all about it. I know the engine. You know what I mean? I know yeah. all. I know it. I don't need a computer. So on the one hand, it's great. But on the other hand, it's not. And and the English language, you know, is falling into that same thing. Well, I'll just look up what Cerulean is. Why can't you just learn a word, dude? Yeah. And, like, you know, learning that word is not just, you know, looking it up. It's, you know, yeah. reading it, using the sentence, you know, it's like writing it. I mean, it's like. It, it, it goes back to those classic exercises that you know teachers would make you do. It's like, why are you right making me write this word, you know, uh, seventeen times? It's so you know it, you know. And it's right. like, and then again, that's just classic spelling instructions. All right, you know, write this word fifteen times. Now use it in the sentence. Now use it in a different sentence. Now spell it for me. You know, now pronunciate it for me. It's like it, it's all that stuff is like really. <laughs> is really lost I, I, I feel like it's lost because it's like um, the other day too it's like uh, it, I feel like you know it, and maybe I'm looking too much into it but like you know I work in like a call center type setting so 
uh, I'll get a preview for a person's case and I will call them and stuff like that. And occasionally I'll run into uh, run into a person's last name that I just don't know, you know. And so I've tried to break myself from it, but I was I was in a habit of just you know hi- highlighting their last name and throwing it into Google and seeing how I pronounce it when I could just ask that person myself, you know. I mean, why like why? It's like okay, would it? It's like oh, but that'll be socially awkward. I'm like, is it? Is it socially awkward to like you know, respectfully ask someone? You know, no, names hey, are I, important. Words are important, but names especially because yeah. if you're gonna mispronounce somebody's name, then just wander around and call everybody fucking Larry. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna call you, you know, something that is just obviously not correct, why are you bothering with anybody's name? Exactly, and it's, it's just like kind of rude. It's it, and to me, it falls kind of American, but maybe it's worldwide. But just, I don't give a shit. I don't have time to learn your name, and you know, I, yeah, I, I don't care for it at all. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, it, it's. Uh, yeah, I think you know going forward I, I think uh you know and not not to be all doom and gloom i think a lot of a lot this generation is very intelligent like this upcoming generation and like it's very intelligent in a lot of ways uh it's not to take away from you know because we it, it, it can be easy to get in that you know generational <laughs> mindset to where it's just like oh my god this generation is is going to be the reason why the world goes to shit. But I think it's a legitimate concern, you know, that something like I think uh, I think I think it's a legitimate concern to want uh, these to want the upcoming generation to have a, as much of an appreciation for books um, as you know. As, as previous generations have and it's just like not not just for like ebooks or not just for like audiobooks or something like that or not for you know Netflix adaptations and stuff like that but like actual you know books like it's like I think like you know if, if I haven't had a child you know but if I were to have a child I would want that kid constantly reading you know I want them at least working their way through a, at least one book at any given time you know and that's along with just like not just reading, but you know, instrument like having an instrument that they're interested in, or having an artistic hobby that they're interested in, or what have you. Because I mean, the, the arts are extremely important, you know, to a society. You know. Oh yeah, the the, the arts fail, society fails. I believe that completely. Uh, arts are very important, and. It, you know, and we're we're definitely leaning into the book thing, but you know, music, uh, painting, all all of that, so much of that, so important. It fires somebody's imagination. It's yeah, I think it makes you a better person. It makes you a little more empathetic, I think. Yeah, and it makes you a thinker, and yeah. I don't have enough good things to say about all that, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, dear to mind, but but yeah, I, I, you know, talent. I'm fascinated by it, all all shapes and sizes. 
you can dance. I will watch you. You know that all of that so important. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and it's it's interesting because it's just like uh, there's a craft to a lot of these things that I think isn't being taught either. Because like you see, like kids, they they dance on TikTok or they try to do comedy and stuff like that. I mean. I saw a guy that was on TikTok and like he made like these little short videos and like they were comedic in nature and stuff like that. And then, you know, he he I forget what his name was, but he thought he was funny enough to do stand up. And he did stand up and he went up there and he bombed like fucking terribly. And it's because it's it's not anything against the guy, it's just that stand up is a craft, you know? It's like it's something that is usually taught is a skill that you gain over time. I mean, it's it's not something that anybody can just walk up on the stage and I'm ah, I'm funny. And it's just like no, it's it's it take, it's a skill. You know, you have to work the crowd. You have to be able to pacing matters. You know, whether or not like the the joke the joke setup is like too long or too short or like the punchline is actually strong enough like all that matters like you know it, being able to read a room being able to deal with hecklers i mean there's so much that goes into a lot of things and i think you know just the, the whole reading aspect is a indication because i think um it, i've seen a lot of people kind of just downplay the importance of writing i've seen a lot of people say that you know uh they consider themselves a good writer or that they could write a book or that they should write a book and it's just like you have no earthly idea how much skill goes into writing an actually decent book you know how much time and passion you know and planning yeah even like what you're talking about a a comedian he's writing that joke out or she they're writing that joke out they have to and then you have to use the proper words because you can't say it was blue (laughs) you know the sky was blue or or the shirt was blue paint the picture you know now now you know we'll, we'll refer back to cerulean but yeah cerulean yeah make it make me so that way i know exactly what it is not just blue uh, yeah, it's so important. Words are so important. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the reasons that politicians are able to manipulate us, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so so constantly, you know, so very often on both sides, both spectrums. So don't get be like, oh man, that, you you had me until you got political. Uh, no, this is just oh, politicians yeah. in general. That's what they Those do. Those guys don't do that. You know, they, they have teams <laughs> of writers. Yes. of writers yes. get the right word the right inflection yes. all you've got is an actor and like you know and like going back to like more reputable politicians you know like Abe Lincoln you know it's like uh, he Gayberg, the Gaysburg address was a two minute speech but it was considered one of the most beautiful speeches ever written and he had to write that you know he had to sit down and compose the words and be able to communicate to a nation that was literally torn apart, you know, at right. the time and say, you know, Hey, we're, we're going to get through this, you know, and he, Martin Luther King, you know, he wrote his, I have a dream speech. I mean, that wasn't just him shooting from the hip. He had to write that. Put your thoughts in order. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
Yeah, but like no, uh, I think that's a good point to leave off of. I mean, it was just us kind of just shooting the shit and uh, to kind of just get more content out there. Uh, hopefully, Carol and Jenny. Well, Carol is feeling better, and Jenny is less busy, so we can go ahead and record this upcoming episode. Uh, but do you have anything to add before we get out of here, Kyle? Well, definitely uh, email us and argue this. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. We're we're just two guys. We're probably full of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely point it out. Yeah. yeah, uh, Thanks for letting us waste your time. (laughs) (laughs) If there's an hour or so, you'll never get back. Congratulations. You just listened to two idiots just ramble. Congratulations. (laughs) We're going to rename the podcast Two Idiots Rambling. It's like even if you if you want to email us and all your question and the only thing you have to ask is where the fuck is Carol? Never do that again. Right? right. Maybe we'll maybe we'll listen. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, we're just gonna keep doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, just go ahead and email us anything that you. Uh, yeah, the last page podcast at uh, Gmail. Yeah, but we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Yep. See you soon.